Welcome back to Collective Practice. I'm Lauren Spaulding, and if you're new here, this is a podcast for mental health entrepreneurs where we talk business skills, clinical skills, and mental health. And in today's episode, I wanted to share a few things that I have learned along the way as I've been scaling my business and growing my private practice. Ugh, I apologize for my nasally voice, my extra nasally voice. I am at the tail end of having the Omicron variant of COVID, um, but I'm happy that I can still make an episode for you. So bear with me as I nasally talk through (laughs) this podcast episode. Now I've invested in a few business coaches now so that I can better understand things like marketing and running a business, but Along with that comes life coaches, and a lot of life coaches tend to pop up on my algorithm now that I have followed a few business coaches who are, I guess, considered in the same field. And I will say I've noticed a few things about life coaches in comparison to therapists. And our field has been compared before because there are life coaches who do address mental health things and A lot of therapists aren't in agreement with that because life coaches don't necessarily have the same level of education, the same level of training. And it's kind of mind boggling to think about that, that as therapists, we do have a different track to get to our field, to get to our career. And yet we hold less confidence in what we do than life coaches. So here are a few things that I've learned from life coaches not by investing in their courses or looking into what they do, but just by seeing how they are presenting themselves online. And I feel like these are actually skills that we should be adapting as mental health professionals. The first one being life coaches have better financial boundaries. Life coaches actually tend to charge a lot more for their services than we do as therapists, which is so baffling to me because as therapists, we struggle so much with setting our rates, with raising our rates, with anything around finances. It feels conflicting with our job. It feels like we have two different personalities almost. One has to be the business person who's thinking finance and thinking about how to run the company, and the other has to be the therapist who's thinking people and helping them and is more uh, person-oriented. And life coaches don't seem to have that polarity as much, don't seem to struggle with that as much. A lot of life coaches are comfortable with setting their rates, are comfortable with looking into the market and how they compare, and confidently demonstrating the value of their rate. And if you look up even a few life coaches, you'll notice that there are people out there who are charging $3,000 for their services. And their clients get to meet with them one-on-one for a certain number of times in order to uh, get their value out of paying $3,000 up front. Now, I don't know about you, but I've literally never asked a client to pay that amount of money up front for my services. And yet there are people out in the world who are offering similar products, similar services to what we are doing as therapists and are confidently hitting that price point, making that money and feeling financial abundance within their practice sooner. 
Which brings me to the second thing that I feel like I've learned from life coaches, which is that they are more comfortable with marketing. They tend to just go in and go in hard with whatever form of marketing that they use. And there are different ways that life coaches market their services. Some life coaches rely mostly on short form content platforms like Instagram, TikTok, and other life coaches market through long form content like YouTube and podcasts. And then there are life coaches who use email marketing as their main way of gaining new clients. And then there are life coaches who also run ads, whether that's something that's boosted on Instagram or an ad that pops up for Google, they are able to invest in the marketing so that the right client can find them and take advantage of SEO, online algorithms, all of the tools that are at our disposal as business owners. Life coaches tend to be more confident in experimenting with their branding, with how their online voice is, and with establishing their branding quickly so that what they're offering is very clear to their potential client. And again, you could even look up a few life coaches and you can see that their brand voice and their brand message is very clear. You have a clear idea of who this person is and the services that they provide. You have a clear idea of expectations if you were to work with them, and you have a clear sense of what you're going to get if you invest in their services. And that brings me to my third point, which is that life coaches are quicker to scale their services. It is basically an established part of a life coach's business plan that they are going to scale their services and that they're going to do that quickly. Majority of life coaches who are moderately to highly successful have scaled their services and have done that within working for one to five years in their company. And I love that they do that because they are able to see the financial benefit to their business through that. And they're able to just quickly jump into it and get that going. But then they're also getting people who can access their services at any price point. And so their business is able to flourish because they have these different income streams where they might still be offering one-on-one services and now have passive income. And they are able to meet a larger population's needs. They're no longer only providing services to those 15 to 20 people who can get on their calendar. And they don't have this long wait list of people who are waiting for someone to graduate. They now can offer what they do and offer results and help to people who are not able to get on their calendar and are still able to experience them, experience their services, experience the benefits of working with them. Majority of life coaches have some form of scalable services. They have a course, they have a workshop, they have a workbook, they have some way that people can access what they do without necessarily having to meet them face to face. Life coaches are quick to invest in what it takes to no longer exchange time for money so that their business can be sustainable and so that business growth is indefinite rather than creating a ceiling on their revenue. 
So the reason that I'm sharing this with you is because you are subscribed to this podcast and listening to this episode because you are in a transition point with your private practice. Whether you're thinking about opening one or whether you're thinking about scaling your services so that you can grow your business, you're in a space where you're trying to grow and evolve as a business owner. And that being said, you are probably feeling in the dark on what you should be focusing on as far as business ownership. And I do think that these three things are vital pieces to being a successful business owner. It's scary to hear statistics like the majority of small businesses fail within the first five years, or the majority of female business owners don't reach beyond $50,000 in revenue. And I would imagine if there were stats out there for other gender identities like non-binary and genderqueer, those numbers would probably be the same, if not smaller. Those are scary things to think about when you think about investing in your business, when you think about being a business owner, and you don't want to be those numbers. At the end of the day, as a marginalized identity, as a person who's who doesn't hold as much privilege in the business world, you want to break that system. You want to create a successful business that is run in a different mindset, that is run value-based, and that can create change in our community. And so we should be learning from these life coaches in these three aspects of our business because life coaching is another female and non-binary majority run industry. And that means that they got creative with how they established themselves as experts in the field. They got creative in how they could establish wealth in their business, and they got creative in how they could run a sustainable business with the tools allotted. So as you think of yourself as a business owner, I want you to be thinking about your own financial boundaries and working on that financial mindset that can lead you to abundance versus scarcity, that can lead you to a place where you're more confident in running your finances for your business, because at the end of the day, that's going to be better both for you and for your clients. When we're better with our finances, we can create more financial opportunities. That means we could have more sliding scale spots. That means we can be more flexible with our rates. That means we could pay anyone that works with us more than market value. We can create a better financial situation for everyone that walks into our door. I also want you to be thinking about where your comfortability is with marketing. Are you stuck? in that aspect of running your business? Are you feeling like you have no idea how to market yourself or your services? Are you just getting into marketing and you feel like you've got some grounding with it, but it probably could grow? Is it limited in any way where your business can't continually grow without relying on networking? Networking is just as vital as marketing, but it takes a lot more time and a lot more effort to have a strong network and to keep it going. Are you making sure that you're investing time and money into both aspects of growing a business and not just one? I also want you to reflect on your confidence in scaling your services. This is a business tactic that is not used as frequently in our field, so it feels very unknown, but it doesn't have to be. It's something that other 
services have been able to do, and it's something that we should be embracing in our field. There are therapists out there who have scaled what they do and have found success in it. I have created a video about that, so be sure to check it out. And you could be a part of this revolution happening in mental health where we are inspired to create more accessible mental health care for all and that it should not be limited to the few people who can get on someone's calendar, the few people who can afford private pay, the few people who have insurance. We are looking at a change in mental health services through social media, through different platforms, and through different ways of accessing care. By scaling your services, you are embracing this modern change of mental health services, and you are going to be able to tap into a market that is viable, that is going to create so such a sustainable business model for you that you're going to be able to reach bigger business goals, whether that's expansion or creating a different service or creating a whole new market for people. You are more able to do that without having to impose financial restraints on yourself to make that happen when you can scale your services and have some passive income coming in. And I'd love to hear how you are reflecting on this. So feel free to leave some thoughts in the comments or shoot me a direct message and let me know how you were able to explore these three aspects of business for yourself. And if you're interested in learning how you can market your business better and how you can scale your services, be sure to check out the Collective Practice Membership because that is all that I am about. I want therapists to be able to reach your highest potential and be able to provide more for your clients. So make sure you check out those details. We are accepting new members at the end of February, and I hope that you are one of them. And that's everything I've got for you today. So be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. It's free and it's the easiest way to support this podcast so that it can reach more people. And maybe share today's episode with a friend, a colleague, or anyone who could benefit from today's information. Be sure to follow me on my other social medias where I post even more free content for mental health entrepreneurs. And I'll look forward to seeing you in the next one. Bye.